0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: I'm glad to have everybody out this evening. Amen. If I could get you to turn in your Bibles to Romans eight, thirty-five through thirty nine. We'll read a few scriptures and we'll get started. Appreciate an opportunity to speak this evening. Four weeks ago when Brother Boyd asked me, Brother How, it wasn't quite as nervous as it is tonight. Amen. The closer it gets, the more nervous I get. Amen. So if I sound like Mel Tillis tonight, just pray for me. Amen. Brother Danny, I'll be looking at you. Amen. 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 Romans 8, 35 through 39 reads like this. He said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us, the church said, for I am persuaded... That neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nor heights nor depths, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Could I ask you to join in me with prayer this evening? Precious Jesus, truly we do love you, and we do praise you, and we do thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, God, that you gave us together together in your house worship you in spirit and in truth, God. We thank you for what we've felt so good. Cool. God, the best part is yet to come, not because I'm breaking the bread of life, God, but because it's your word, God. You said faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. God, truly we do love you. God, except you build our house, God, our labor is in vain. God, we just love you and we praise you, Lord. Jesus, wonderful name we pray. Amen, church, amen. Give him a big clap before you sit down. amen. 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 So tonight, for just a few moments, for just a few moments this evening, I'd like to talk to you about who or what shall separate me. Can I tell you, Brother Rady, that nothing, the Bible said nothing, but I'd like to interject something right here that... And I know in the book of Revelations it said that we can't add to or take away so I'm not doing that but just kind of want to stick something in here Brother Wayne. Can I tell you that the only person Brother Chris that can separate you from God is you. Amen Church. Sister Susan Amen. That's truth. Your spouse can't separate you Sister Jen. Your children can't. Your mom, your dad, your brothers your sisters. So many times If you're like me, we kind of walk not by faith, but we walk by our five senses. We walk by taste or touch, hearing or seeing or smelling. It's easy to believe when you can see it. That's why I find, Brother Donnie, the story about Noah so amazing. He didn't know what rain was, Brother Allen. He just, the Bible said he moved in fear, preparing an ark wherein his house was saved, Brother Tom. Can I tell you, Brother Rayleigh was talking about the galaxies and all that. And we just gotta have faith, church, if God can do that. The Bible said that we ought to come bold before the throne of God. Amen. So tonight, for just a few moments, I wanna talk to you about things that may separate us. Uh, when you don't have a lot of talent, you have to, Use other things. So Sister Jane uh, uh, brought me some handcuffs tonight. Now, if Brother Rayleigh's son was here, he could give us a class on proper procedures of applying the handcuffs, Sister man taking off the handcuffs. But for just a few moments, I'd like for you to think about handcuffs spiritually. Spiritually. Brother Donnie, we put handcuffs on God. Think about it, when I, if these was really handcuffs, they didn't trust me with handcuffs, they wouldn't give me none. They gave me some from the Dollar General. But <laughs> they said, do you want the keys? I said, no, sir, don't send me no keys. I'll be in all kinds of trouble. I land. I don't want no keys. But if, if these was real handcuffs, and we had took Brother Donnie up here and cuffed him to these railings, and these railings would hold, they would hold him right there, no matter how much pulling he did, Brother Ben, or what he'd done, they would hold him. Can I tell you that your doubt and your unbelief will handcuff God in your life, Sister Amy? Amen? Can I tell you just that? And we're going to get to some things in just a minute, Brother Justin, that will tell you about some things. that See, by, by, by your five senses, you can't serve God by your five senses. Because that will take out your handcuffs, Brother Daryl, and handcuff God. See, Sister George, you've got to do away with those spiritual handcuffs. You've got, you've got to let God be God in your life. Amen. Church, amen. Think about this. 6,000 demons in Legion couldn't slow him down. Blind Barnabas couldn't slow him down. Jairus' dead daughter didn't put no fear in him. Lazarus being dead four days couldn't fool with him. Say amen, church peter walking on the water didn't phase him peter said if it be you bid me come he just said come get out the boat and come on but the only thing it had peter bound up was said that when he got his eyes on the boisterous waves he began to sing and brother bobby said he cried out and said lord save me and the bible said he was right there to get him aren't you glad you serve a god that's right there when you call out and you got a problem god just reached down he don't say, I'll be to you next month or I'll be to you next year. He said, right then. He just reached down and grabbed him. Right. He said, when the water, they said, Mama said, we don't have no, no wine. We've run out of wine. Mama just told him, said, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Right. That didn't scare him. When there was 5,000 hungry souls, not counting men and women, Sister Jen, that didn't scare him. There was another time there was 4,000 what are you saying, Brother Wayne? What I'm telling you is nothing can stop God because God's a spirit. But the only thing, Brother Danny, that can stop God is us. Our doubt, our unbelief will put handcuffs on God. If you want God to move in your life when the devil comes to you and tells you things, you, the Bible said if you resist the devil... Well, the time we got to learn to rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. The Bible said there's all power in heaven and earth in the name of Jesus. Sister Cricket, we have the truth. We know what the name is. There's power in the name of Jesus. Can I tell you in John 20, 19 19 through 20, it said that Jesus walked through the wall. It said after the crucifixion and the resurrection that the disciples was held up, Brother Mike, in a room, and the Bible said that they was fearful. In 19 it says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst, saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Yeah. And when he, had said, when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side, Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. I thought about if Brother Bobby was to just tear out right now and run through those walls, he might stop when he got to the brick on the other side. Amen. He said it won't stop him. I ain't going to ask him to try it, but it just might slow down his progress. But can I tell you, Brother Donnie, it didn't slow Jesus down. He just walked right on through the walls. He just showed up. It said that that the other disciples therefore said unto him, talking about Thomas, he said, we have seen the Lord, but he said unto him, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hands into his side. I will not believe. The handcuffs just come out for Thomas. And I know I've heard such a cricket that other folks said, well, maybe he was just curious and he didn't want to believe their account. And I I can live with that. Well, Brother Alan, my first name is Thomas, and I got some doubt in Thomas in me, and, and I have to fight that spirit, Sister Joyce. Has God ever told you something, Sister Edith, and as soon as it got into your ears and got ready to sink into your heart, the devil stepped in and tried to steal that thing. Yeah. Sister Manny just wants to reach in there and put handcuffs on your dreams and on your promises. Brother Darrell, if you ever prayed for something, and as soon as you prayed about it, the devil walked into your life and said, it ain't going to happen. Right, right. It's see, it's just like Thomas. He said, except, he said, I just won't believe it except I see it. And the verse 26 said, and after eight days, again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. And then came Jesus and the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, Beast, peace be unto you. Yeah. Sister Jane, the, the walls can't stop God. But the only thing that can stop God is our doubt and our unbelief. I just want to read you. We're going to get to Jairus in just a minute, but it says in Luke 8, 49 and 50, we all know the story about Jairus and his daughter that she had died and we know that he was trying to get to Jesus and we all know about the woman that had the issue of blood and how she impeded his progress and as he's getting to Jesus, Brother Allen the Bible says that his servants come to him and said, listen, don't bother the master, your daughter is dead. And it said in Luke 8, 49 and 50, while he yet yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. I wonder how many people, Brother Ben, right then would have just threw in the chips, would have started crying, would have started falling all apart. I remember one time, I'm going to try not to stray too much tonight, Brother Jack, but I remember one time we sat before the doctor at North Florida, and they said, look at here, son. It was me, my mama, Sharon, and my sister. And they said, look at here, your daddy will never come out of this hospital. Said, the best advice I can give you, Brother Kevin, is for you to make funeral plans. Handcuffs. <laughs> I said, look at here, doc. Here's all I can tell you. I said, you do what you got to do, and we're going to do what we got to do. Can I tell you the thing that I like most about being apostolic is we don't put limitations on God. I like that. I don't want to go to a church where they put limitations on God because the God that we serve will show up right on time. And if he don't show up right on time, there's a reason. It's because he ain't supposed to be there right then. The Bible said that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Brother Brian, if we don't ever go through anything, we can't have our patience trying. But this is what Jesus said, and and, and this is so powerful. He said, but when Jesus heard it, he answered him and said, fear not. You know, fear walked up into Jairus and said, it's time to shut this party down. But Jesus said, fear not. Believe only. How can we believe the people done said, she's dead? But to the maker of life, what does that mean? The Bible said that when they told him that Lazarus had died, the Bible said that Jesus stayed two more days in that spot where he was. Two more days because he was God. See, God God don't get, he don't move God. Our, our, our preacher used to tell us that crying and snotty noses and, and all that hysterical stuff, that don't move God. God's moved by faith. Because he can make the impossible possible, church. If we can keep these in our pocket. When the doctor looks you in the eyes and says, this is ain't no hope. Paul said if we only have hope in this life we are all men most miserable. Sister Edith, we got more than a hope. We got a promise. The angel said in the book of Acts that this same Jesus that you see going away, this same Jesus, said he's coming back. We got more than a hope church. We got a promise. Aren't you glad for the truth? Brother Wayne, just fear not. Believe on. Revelation said 21 and 8 said, but the fearful and the unbelieving. Y'all just stay with me just a few minutes now. Don't turn the channel on me. He said, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and idolaters and all liars. Brother ever shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. First John four and eighteen said, There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. Because fear hath torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love, Brother Dave. Real quickly, I want to tell you a quick story. When we was at Mount Zion, I helped out the pastor, Sister Jen. Sometimes when pastor didn't want to do some things, Brother Wayne got to do those things, Brother Tom. And I always believed the scripture was just said, obey those that have rule over you. So anyway, this young lady come into church I just had a feeling like she really was wanting something, Sister Joyce, so I stayed on the backside of the church. So anyway, this young lady come up to the pastor and said, listen, her mother and father was coming to our church. She hardly ever come. But she said, look, I'd like to get married, and I'd like for you to perform the wedding for me. And the pastor said, look, I don't do weddings no more. And He said, but oh, by the way, he said, go find Brother Wayne. He said, he'll do it for you. <laughs> really? So I tried my best, Sister Amy, to get out of that thing. But see, that scripture about obey those that have rule over you. Just kept rolling them. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you, I act crazy because I am crazy, but I'm, I'm really meaning to go to heaven, church. Yes. Brother Bob, I really mean to go to heaven. Yes, sir. Now, whatever pastor asked me to do, I'm just going to do it, church, because I believe that he watches over my soul, and he wouldn't tell me anything, Sister Brittany, that wasn't good for me. If he told me, anyway, let me move on. But anyway. So this girl come over and she said, Brother Wayne, would you do that? And I said, well, sure, we'll do that. So I told honey. I said, honey, because she's the smartest one in our family. I said, honey, I said, now this girl's getting married and you remember this date. She said, I got it. Sister Joy, true story. Honest to goodness, we was at home on a church afternoon. Brother Brian and Sharon come running outside the door and she said, you know what the day is? I said, it's Sunday, and we got to go to church this evening. I know. She said, oh, no, this girl's getting married. I said, oh, my gosh, you mean that girl. She said, oh, yeah, that girl. But I didn't have time to wash my hair and put on all my... So we just... We got cleaned up and got to this park. True story, Brother Daryl. Got to the park, and I didn't remember the girl's husband's name. I just... Her, as a matter of fact, the sister, it was about... Sister Selma, it was about 30 minutes before wedding ever took place. But long story short, Sister Chelsea, I just messed the whole thing up. I really did. And um, I wish I could have blamed it on Sharon, but I couldn't. It was just my fault. Anyway, what I'm talking about is fear, church. So anyway, it didn't work out for us at Mount Zion, so we moved on, Brother Tom. And and, uh, we wound up at Brother Arnold's church, the Pentecostal. We come from a church about 40, Sister Jen, and walked into church about 400. I don't know how many of you wonderful folks have ever left this house and went to a new house and had to fit in somewhere else. That makes one sound like Mel Tillis. If you've got my drift, it'll make you nervous. And we knew two people there. When we got there, we felt a little bit better, Brother Jerry. But what we didn't realize was, was that young lady that we married, that I didn't want to marry, Sister Edith, was one of the first ones that met us at the door and put their little arms around us and welcomed us to the Pentecostals of Gainesville. And she went out of her way, Brother Rayleigh, so many times to say, Hey, Brother Wayne, Sister Sharon, I got free eggs. Would you like some free eggs? She said, This is who you need to know if you want to do this or if you want to get involved in this. My point is, is this, Sister Amanda, I just wonder, had I acted in my flesh and said, No, I can't do your wedding. I don't want to do it, Sister Melinda. I want to be a part of it. But see, God knew down the road that I was going to need some help down the road. See, spiritually, I I could have let my flesh override and put some handcuffs on my spirit man and bound God up to where... Because if I'd have walked into that church, Brother Jimmy, and she would have seen me, she probably wouldn't have thought I was all that in a bag of chips if I told her at Mount Zion that I wasn't interested in helping her because she wasn't a member of Mount Zion. See, Sister Lynn, I just wanted to obey God and obey the man of God. Because Brother Jerry, you never know who you're going to pass coming back down on your on your way back down the ladder. I'm thankful for a God that can look past the mountains and around the curves and down in the holes and up on top of the trees that can say, hey, Wayne, you need to listen to me, son. I got a, I got a plan for you, son, if you'll just stay on the straight and the narrow path. See, in the book of Revelation, we think about those other things, but when he said the fearful and the unbelieving, And all liars, those two three things, them three things right there, brother, just mess me up. Because when you think about sin, that don't seem like big sins there, Brother Daryl. But with God, that unbelief right. will mess up an all powerful God. All right. Brother Billy, we gotta let these things go. We gotta believe God and believe that He is a reward of those that diligently seek Him. In Jairus' daughter, we're going to get back to her in Luke 8, 51 and 54. And it says, When he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in save Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And it said, And they all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, for she is not dead, but she sleepeth. Right. Sister Susan, that's kind of hard to deal with, ain't it, when your daughter's laying there dead? And you walk into the room, and people are, are crying, and they're all upset. But the Bible said that they laughed him to scorn knowing that she was dead. Brother Allen, the Bible said that he put them all out. Can I tell you, you got to move fear out, church. I don't know how many of y'all ever walked into a hospital and and, and they want you to pray for somebody and, and you can just feel fear, Brother Donnie, in the air. Have you ever been there where you've been somewhere and you just feel it's like a thick cloud? I remember, I ain't going to mess with you, Brother Rayleigh, but I remember going to the hospital with Brother Huggins. <laughs> and he don't slow down, for, he didn't slow down for that stuff, Brother Jerry. When they start talking all that, uh, he didn't want to hear none of that bad report. He just wanted to get in there and lay his hands on that person in Jesus' name and put his faith to trust and confidence in God to work and see what God will do. Because can I tell you, when? because he had to put them all out because that, that that laughter and that all that unbelief was choking it out. Right. Right. Yeah. Church, we don't need joke comforters in our lives. We need people behind us telling, your God can do all things. We need people behind us telling us, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. As MC Hammer would say, you can't touch this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You, you, do you realize this is God Almighty that you serve? Do you realize as, as, as Brother Chris preached and, and Brother Rayleigh preached about the Holy Ghost, the last two services, do you realize you got God living on the inside of you? Brother, Edward, when he said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, he come to conquer fear, death, and the grave. Yes, yes. When the devil starts talking to you and says, Brother Orlando, take those handcuffs and bind up God, because God can't do that. Nothing is impossible to those that believe. And believe you me, there's people, if you call on the phone, Sister Cricket, I'll tell you all the things God can't do. I want to call those people says Melinda can tell me all things that God can do. I want somebody to wrap their arms around me and say, Brother Wayne, we'll pray with you and we'll fast with you. We'll make up the intercession for you. We'll lift up the feeble hands that hang low. Can you imagine that people laughing at Jesus and just saying, she's dead. I thought it ironic that in Acts 9.39-40 through 40, it says then Peter arose and went with them talking about to see Dorcas because they said she was dead and when he was come in they brought him to the upper chamber and all the widows stood by weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made which while she was with them. Peter just pulled a Jesus on him. Jesus said y'all got to get out of here with that unbelief. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, turning him to the body and said, Tabitha, arise!" And she opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Don't you want somebody like that? I remember one time we, we had a, a food giveaway there at the church and Sharon and I went to Gainesville and bought food. and, and um, So anyway, when when I go to town um, to get food, we had to handle heavy boxes and stuff. There was a guy that worked at the landfill in, in, in Levy County, And um, he was laying up there on life support. And I told his family, I said, We'll come by and pray for him. Well, I didn't realize we was going to Gainesville and had to get those grocery boxes. But my wonderful helpmate, she said, You're not going in the hospital looking like that, are you? I said, Well, he do not know the difference. He's on life support. What does he know? You know what I mean? I mean, I just—I got an opportunity to go pray for somebody. and I didn't think about it, to be honest with you I would have took me a change of clothes. So, if you get on, you know—I mean, if you get in the, in the in ICU and you need me to come to you, and I'll dress up, I will. i really would. I will. I mean, if you want me to, I will. But here's what I'm trying to tell you: you know, I've been in places serving God that I didn't care what you look like and how you got there. But I just needed somebody to get there and lay hands on me and pray for me. I didn't have time to judge you, didn't want to judge you, but what I did want you to do, Sister George, was put your hands on me and pray for me. And we rolled up in that room, and them mamas, and Sister, I don't know who all those folks was, they looked at me like, anyway. I, and anyway, I said, where is this man at? We want to go pray for him. And my wonderful helpmate was about three steps behind me. She didn't want to be, a, be associated with her husband. It looked like she just picked him up on the side of the road. But my point is, is this. There's no time like the present. Because the God that you serve can do all things, church. But you've got to do like Peter and you've got to do like Jesus. You've got to remove that unbelief and you've got to remove that doubt. Get it out of there. Who can separate or what shall separate me from the love of God? Nothing. But who you look at in the mirror. Brother Danny, you and Sister Jane have been married how long? 52 wonderful, wonderful, wonderful years. He wouldn't trade them for anything. Amen, I know that. Help me out, Brother Danny. That would have been a good time for an amen right there. That would have been a good time. But anyway, this is it. Has she ever asked you to do something that you didn't want to do or just wouldn't do? I didn't think... (laughs) I didn't think she had ever did that to you. I wouldn't have thought that at all. See, there's just some things that our wives and our husbands, just we can't make each other do. But she can't tell you in the morning when you roll out of bed that you can't serve God. She can't make your life rough enough or tough enough or hard enough if she says, look here, I'm packing my bags and I'm going on the east side of the house and don't come unless I send you an email. <laughs> brother Chris, that can't make him start serving God. If he comes here and brother boy and sister boy says Wayne and Sharon Williams and especially Wayne Williams, we don't want you to come back to Hatch Bend Apostolic Church. That'll hurt my feelings and make me cry. Been there, done that and got the t-shirt. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. That can't stop me from serving God. I've been there and done that, church. But let me, let me ask you know one thing. You better serve God for you. Because there's going to come a day that something's going to come between you and what you do, try to separate you from your God. You better believe that, Brother Hal. Because the Bible said, your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. You understand, he ain't your friend. And he's always got an extra pair of these things right here. He's got an extra pair. They own sale at Walmart. Just get you a pair and you'll shut it. Ain't it crazy? I got to get back on course here. But ain't it crazy how God can be moving in the house of God and we can just shut him down? You can't stop him from coming through the walls. You can't stop him from opening blinded eyes. You can't stop him from opening deaf ears. You can't stop him from raising the dead. But just shut him down. Predetermined in your mind before you get to church that you ain't going to worship tonight. That you're not going to say amen, praise the Lord, thank you Jesus. Brother Bobby, he won't come by your house. But if you'll come to his house with your hands raised up high and you just sing and you just worship it don't matter, Sister George, what you left at the house. It don't matter what you left at the job. It don't matter what your bank account looks like. It don't matter what the doctor or the lawyer or the judge told you. Because if you don't breathe it, the devil don't know it. And I got to get going. Acts 12, verse 5 said, and I'm going to start right here. It said, and when Peter, we all know that Herod, Herod had killed James. And the Bible said that it pleased the Jews so he laid hands on Peter and put him in prison. He was going to kill him but he had to wait until after Easter. The Bible didn't say that Peter done anything wrong. It just said Herod wanted to please the Jews. And we all know that he was stuck in maximum security and had, had security all around him. And it, and it says that the angel came and smote him and said Peter it's time to go son put on your slippers let's ride I want to read this verse 5 in Acts 12 it says Peter therefore was kept in prison church said but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him so the Bible said that the angels got him out through the second ward and the third ward said he got outside in the street and said he thought man this was a dream and he finally come to himself, Brother Rayleigh, and said, Man, this is a real deal. So he goes to the house, and it says, And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. And get hold of this, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken, named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate and here some apostolic Pentecostal folks and said they said unto her thou art mad. Y'all already laughed about that. Have you ever had somebody or God to tell you He's going to do something? When God does it, you just think, Wow, God done that. That's why we pray. That's why we believe, Brother Danny, right? But how many times have we been called surprised, Brother Rayleigh, when God actually does what we ask him to do? Right, Brother Bobby, the verse 5 said, that they were gathered and had made prayer without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Because here's what I forgot to tell you, Sister Amanda. The next day, Peter was going to be put to death. But since the land of God had plans for Peter. Right. Amen. Aren't you glad God's got plans for you? And it said, thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, it is his angel. As I'm doubting Thomas and him, brother Mike. But Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door, they saw him and they were astonished. Ain't it crazy how when God, Brother Jimmy, just answers a prayer, you like, it's in awe. And I don't care how many times, Brother Ben, God answers a prayer, you just in awe. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. At least, let me rephrase it. At least Brother Brian Wayne's in awe. Right. But I shouldn't be. Right. Now here's a scripture that got my chief of education mixed up. He said, if I go to the Father say, greater work shall you do than I do. Right. Chew on that for just a minute greater works don't you want to do some greater works I want more sister Jen than just coming to church I want more than just feeling the Holy Ghost goosebumps moving I want more than just great singing and great preaching and great teaching I want to see the dead raised I want to see the blinded eyes open I want to see the cripple walk I want to see some water turn to wine Church, God's mercy is, we've seen a lot of things in our few years serving God, but I just can't imagine how much better it could be if I just had, the Bible said that every man's given a measure of faith. Brother Wayne, we've got all the faith we need, we just put it in action. But we're like these folks, we pray and we call ourselves believers, but when God answers, we're dumbfounded. tell you a quick story and I gotta get going. If y'all, y'all know what Saint Augustine and, and um. There's another grass centipede, but anyway, I had planted that. We'd built a house by the grace of God in 2003, and I was so excited. Since Susan, we planted a yard. I had dreams of it looking like a golf course, and it was just going to be beautiful. Sharon was going to get to mow it and keep it cleaned up and everything, and it was really going to be beautiful, brother Danny. So anyway, I was bragging about this at work, planting centipede, and this young lady's husband that she worked at the courthouse her husband was a groundskeeper I suppose because he kept his grass cut really short and it looked green like money and it was just beautiful all the time and he was so proud of his grass and he said what kind of grass did you plant and I told him a was centipede he said son here's what you need to do you need to buy you a tiller I said a tiller what you talking about he said you need to take that tiller and cut up all that centipede I said are you crazy I just planted all that centipede he said, "Because well, see, there's something coming called a nematode Brother the and those nematodes eat the bottom roots of your grass, and they like centipede And St. Augustine grass. I thought, well, that's the story of my life, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, but anyway. So anyway, you go out there, and I don't know if you know about centipedes, but they build little mounds in your yard, and you know, they just kind of mess up things, start seeing your grass dying. I, this is a true story." I believe the Lord spoke to me and said, take prayer cross and bury them in the ground. Now nematodes are going to be gone. I know y'all looking at me like I looked at myself. Yes. Now that's just plumb stupid, Wayne. But see, faith is stupid like that. Yeah. See, that's the way God operates. Right. See, faith will take you places that you don't think you could ever go to because you just trust in God. So I got me, our pastor used to preach with prayer cloths on him and, and he'd leave them up on the pulpit. If you wanted some, you'd have to church. You just went up and got them, Brother Jack. So I went up and got me some prayer cloths and went home and dug me a hole, put them in a Ziploc bag, put them in the ground. True story? True story. But I don't have nematodes. <laughs> and I didn't buy a tiller and I still got centipede grass. Faith without works is dead, church. And I'm closing with this story. There was a man called King Herod. And him and John the Baptist, he's the one that had John the Baptist killed, but the Bible said in Mark 6 and 24, Herod feared John knowing that he was a just man and unholy and observed him. And when he had heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. So Herod wasn't a stranger to this thing, Sister Amanda. We all know the story that King Herod, or the governor Herod, threw himself a birthday party, and, and John the Baptist told him he couldn't have Herodias, his brother's wife. And it made Herodias mad, and she had him thrown into prison. But here's where we're going with this. Matthew 14 and 1 said, at that time Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus. Luke 9 and 9 said, and Herod said, John have I beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him, talking about Jesus. Luke 23, 7 through 8 reads like this. And as soon as he knew that he belonged unto Herod, talking about Pontius Pilate, jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself was at Jerusalem at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad. For he was as serious to see him for a long season because he had heard many things of him and he had hoped to have seen some miracles done by him, Brother Jerry. Think about that. Sister Jane, he had done, seen John the Baptist face to face and heard him gladly. You know John the Baptist must have told him, Brother Tom, about this man called Jesus. The same man that John the Baptist said he must increase but I must decrease. He said behold the Lamb of God that take away the sins of the world. He said I baptize you with water but he said there's one standing among you you don't know he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You know Brother Bobby he had to tell Herod about that. But Herod made this statement. He said to have seen some miracles done by him. Such a land that sound like to me he wanted Jesus to do him a dog and pony show and I tell you God's not going to do no dog and pony show for us church God's God God does what God wants to do some brother Jerry Jones said I think that was his name said the other day he said that we was put on this earth to worship God not for God to worship us but Herod had it all mixed up and it said in verse 9 then he questioned him talking about Jesus in many words but he answered him nothing. Sister George, those are some sad words. God had sent John the Baptist by Herod and talked to him, but Herod didn't want to listen to John the Baptist. And he had an opportunity to see God manifested in the flesh, stand before him. And he questioned him, Brother Darrell, but the Bible said that Jesus answered him not. In closing, I'm telling you this story, and I'm through. There was a young man that come to church And actually before he started coming to church his family was coming and they, he had got put in jail and they said brother Wayne would you go to jail and see this man I don't know how many of you folks have ever been to jail to meet somebody that you've never met sister Jen that's a hard thing to go talk to somebody you don't know anything about him or he don't know anything about you but we went there and we talked to that man brother Mike because we just trying to do what God would tell us to do and try to be obedient to God and we talked to this man and he cried a little bit and we cried a little bit and we invited him to church. Sister Taylor and he started coming to church and he started making progress coming to church. But somehow, some way, he got a little sidetracked, Sister Susan. I found out later on that the minute that he got put back in jail and they asked me to go back and see him. I went back to talk to him and i begged him i said man you need to come back to church but i got some other things i said no you need to come back to church man because when he was at church brother rayleigh he was making progress god was dealing with his heart and he was doing some things and you could tell god was working on him but he was like herod he wanted something brother jerry but he really didn't want to get all the way somebody said the other night or the other morning i think it was brother chris pastor told him said the water is troubled we need to get in the water See, Brother Bobby, this, God had troubled this man's water and told him, said, you need to get some things straightened in your life. You need to change this thing up. Long story short, the last time I seen him, he was back in jail. He was upset with his mother. His mother had his four boys. I said, man, when you get out of here, you got to do, you got to do better. Well, he called his mama. He said, mama, I'd like to come home and I just like to wash some few clothes, and she said, "You can't come back home here." Said, "You can't be here." She said, "When you come home, it's always a problem." She said, "No, Mom, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna come home." She said, "All right, you come home, wash your clothes, and you got to go. You can't stay tonight." Well, unfortunately, he was hopped up on drugs, and he got home. And Brother Chris, he had a knife in both hands, and she panicked, and she called the Popo. Brother Allen, when the Bopo got there and asked him to put down the knives, he didn't put down the knives. And I'm very sad to tell you, Brother Everett, that they shot him. My point is is this. Herod had an opportunity. Had an opportunity to get things right, Sister Donna. But at that juncture in his life, God didn't have anything to say to Herod. He would missed his window of opportunity, Brother Hal. If I could get you to stand... I'll leave you with this simple question. Who or what shall separate you from the love of God?
0: This message has been brought to you today by the Media Ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic.